0: Welcome to the Community of Faith podcast, where you will hear the exposition of God's Word taught by Rev. Patrick Parm, Pastor of Faith Community Fellowship in Bristol, Tennessee. If you are in the Bristol area and would like to visit, please join us for Sunday morning worship beginning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to join us in person, join us online. Visit our website, faith-cf.org. That's faith-cf.org. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash faithcommunityfellowshipbristol. That's all one word, faithcommunityfellowshipbristol. Here at Faith Community Fellowship, our goal is to ensure that what we do is edifying to our Heavenly Father. And we hope that this podcast is a blessing to you. Let's join Pastor Pat as he brings us God's Word.
1: I'm right, to go into the book of John and look at some of the places that speak of the deity of Christ. And of course, if you do that, you, you naturally are going to think of his I am statements as a great beginning point. And so I wanted to start with that. There are seven of those. And in John chapter 6, we pick up the first one where Jesus identifies Himself as the bread of life. In John chapter 6, I want to read beginning at verse 26 down through about verse 36. John chapter 6, beginning at about verse 26, going down through the 36th verse. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, You seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set His seal on Him. Then they said to Him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answering and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He sent. Therefore they said to Him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but My Father gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God He is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Let's pray. Lord, what a wonderful passage of Scripture and what a clear presentation of Your deity. We ask that as we approach this passage, we would see things that help us in our walk with You. See things that help us as we deal with people around us who do not know You. And see things that would help us not only in initial salvation, but throughout our lives as we learn more and more to depend upon You and Your glorious Spirit. For we love You, and we love Your people, and we ask Your blessings upon this service. And may it bring glory to You and be helpful to them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now in this chapter, there is a discourse between Jesus and a crowd of people who have been fed in what we refer to as the feeding of the 5,000. That's recorded in all four of the Gospels. But it also contains the first of seven times Jesus uses the phrase that I am" in the Gospel of John. Now that is an undeniable claim of the deity of our Lord and the Jews would have recognized that right off. They would have went back in their minds to Exodus chapter 3 when Moses asked the Lord, when I go to the land of Egypt, who am I going to say has sent me? And God answered him, you just tell them that I am that I am has sent you. And so Jesus is identifying Himself with God here in these Phrases, And he had returned to Galilee after going down to Judea there for a little while. And people were following him because he had healed so many folks. And after he he fed the 5,000, they were going to take him by force and make him king. But he departed alone up into a mountain. And while he was up there, he sent his disciples over across the sea. They got into trouble because there was a storm and... Jesus came to them walking in the water and got into the boat and it was immediately at the land where they were going. And verse 22, I did not read, but it begins on the following day. That's the day after the 5,000 were fed there. The people had gone to look for Jesus. They, they didn't find Him where He was the next day. They knew they had only been one boat there and the disciples had taken that and He hadn't gone with them. So they hired other boats and went over to the other side of Galilee to try to find Him. And that's the setting of the conversation coming into verse 26 there. And we see right off as this goes along. It may not just jump right out at you at first. But as you look at the passage and begin to think about it and dissect it a little bit, we see that the Jews who are talking to Him really did not believe in Jesus. Not in the biblical sense. They didn't believe that He was who He claimed to be. And they demonstrated that by their actions the previous day. They wanted to make Him an earthly king because that's where their minds were. They were in the physical realm. They were seeking Jesus, but not for the right reasons. They wanted something from Him. First, they wanted to be fed. He had fed the 5,000, so they wanted physical bread. And in verse 26, he's answering a question. Rabbi, when did you come here in verse 25? But you see, Jesus really never addresses that. And I talked about that in the Joy Club Wednesday night. Many times Jesus doesn't answer the question asked him because it doesn't address the issues that needed to be talked about. He just goes right into the spiritual things, just like He did with Nicodemus. And when they ask Him that, He just goes right on by that and gives them the real reason they need to have a discussion here. He says, you're seeking Me for the wrong reason. You want physical bread. You ate of the loaves and were filled. And you are seeking Me for signs. The healings that you have witnessed. You can go back to verse 2 and read about that. And so they demonstrate their unbelief that Jesus is really God by their lack of spiritual understanding of the signs. Why did Jesus do signs to start with? He did signs to demonstrate who He was. In John chapter 2, when He did the miracle of turning the water into wine, the result with the disciples was they believed in Him. That was the result that He wanted. But these folks had another idea. They just wanted their physical needs met. You ever run into somebody like that? Or maybe we were like that at one time. We saw Christianity as maybe just a means of taking care of the physical, helping us in this physical world. These folks were too occupied that way. They were always waiting for something else and they wanted the physical taken care of first. But Jesus says it another way over Matthew 6. Seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. They were seeking Him for the wrong reason, and they did not have an understanding of who He was and who they were, because secondly, they tried to find salvation by works. Verse 28, What shall we do? That we may work the works of God. They wanted to be able to do something in order to know God. Something that they could do to earn them salvation. And many people still want that today. They want to earn their salvation. But in Isaiah we read, we are all like an unclean thing. All our righteousness are like filthy rags and all failures of leaf. Our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. We cannot earn merit with God. And then when the conversation continues, uh, I I believe they really get around to insulting the Lord there in verse 30. What sign? He says, all you gotta do is believe in me. Well, if you want us to believe in you, what sign are you gonna do? Why were they there to start with? He had done the signs of the healings. He had done the sign of the feeding of the 5,000. And they want to know, well, what are you going to do for us so that we will believe in you? And that's not the right approach to Jesus. And then in verse 34, they say, Give us this bread always, because he's talking about the bread of God, but they're thinking in terms of, I won't have to work anymore. My needs are going to be met. I want this bread so that I will always have my needs Met. And they're saying that it doesn't really come out in our translations. Give us this bread always. But in the Greek, that is imperative. They're trying to command the Lord and tell him what to do. They don't know what he's talking about. Just like the woman in the well, or at the well in John chapter four, they're looking for physical necessities. That's what they want. Ease in this life and jesus said you've already seen things in verse 36 i said you you have seen me and yet you do not believe i've already fed 5000 people i've already healed the man in john chapter 5 i've already turned the water into wine i've already done all these miraculous signs but they did not believe and that was the crux of the issue he's saying there's nothing wrong with what i'm doing there's nothing wrong with what i'm teaching the problem was inside them. Just as it had been in their fathers before them. They didn't have any faith. That's what Hebrews is talking about in chapter 4. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the words which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who have heard them. And you may run into somebody from time to time that's looking to Jesus for the wrong reasons. They're looking for physical things to be given to them. But we need to look to Christ for salvation first and for substance later. Then people come sometimes because they want an ease of life. But Jesus never promised that. He never promised to give us all these things that we want. And He never promised that life was going to be easy. In verse 36, I say to you that you have seen Me and yet... You do not believe. You see, there's only one work that is accepted by God. One work that will tie us by faith into the benefits of salvation. And this is the work of God in verse 29, that you believe in Him whom He sent, that we believe in Christ. And I know that most of us here are saved. I understand that. But that believing in Christ is not a one-time thing. It's continuous, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more as the message progresses here. We have the setting. We have the response of the people. For the most part, it was the wrong response. They looked to Jesus, but they weren't looking for spirituality. They were looking for physical needs to be met. And so Jesus is interweaving in these verses uh, precious doctrines that will help us, no matter how long we've been a Christian, to be of great comfort to a true believer. In verse 33, He talks about the bread of God. And in verse 35, He identifies Himself as the bread of life. The bread of life. Jesus uses that phrase and He is talking about a a wonderful teaching. He said, I want you to forget about the physical for a few minutes and I want you to emphasize the spiritual. He is the one who came down from heaven for the specific purpose of giving life to the world. The true light which gives light to every man who comes into the world. He is the only thing necessary for spiritual life. He is all sufficient and nothing else is needed. He is somebody we need to recommit to every day. When He talks about the bread of life, let me just ask you, if you had some bread the day before yesterday, is that the only bread you're going to want the rest of your life? Probably not. Not if you're like me. You're going to want some more today and maybe some more tomorrow. And that's much of what he's saying here. You see, for a Christian, we not only come to faith by Christ, we live by faith In Christ, He is constantly feeding us through the Word of God, through the avenues of prayer, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We need to labor for that food that goes for everlasting life. In verse 27, don't labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. You see, that's the only thing really worth laboring for The Jews were seeking for life by works and it's not available. It's only available through the Son of Man. It is not found in works. It is a gift. God the Father has sent His seal on Him and this is the life which the Son of Man will give you. He will give us. It's a gift from the Father. And it is by believing, not by works. And we understand that as Christians. But when we're talking to other people, we're talking to people who many times do not understand that. In Romans, it says, it's to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. That's Romans 4 and of verse 5. And when we talk about Believing in Him in the sense of verse 29. It is coming to Christ in faith. Believing that He is able to save us initially and to keep us all the time throughout eternity. Receive Him and trust Him and rest in Him. And that is eternal life. In John 17, He says, "...this is eternal life that they may know You." and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Labor for that. Labor in the sin, so that's what's important to us. And that is our relationship to Jesus. Our heavenly home. Labor for that instead of spending so much time worrying about everything that is temporary. And that results in complete and lasting satisfaction in verse 35. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. He is completely satisfying. You see the one who truly comes to Jesus will never hunger or thirst spiritually again because Jesus is like a river, a river of living water that shall never run dry. Over in John 7, he who believes in me As the Scripture has said, out of His heart will flow rivers of living water. That is the labor we need to be laboring in. If we've already received Christ, well, then we need to be satisfied with Him. Satisfied with where He has placed us. Satisfied with relying on Him. And if we have a need in our life, if we have a problem in our life, if we have a Hunger in our soul? Then go back to the bread of life, who can satisfy those situations. Go to the one that we know loves us. Go to the one that we know wants only what is best. Go to the one that we're going to spend eternity worshiping. Go to the Savior, and He can satisfy us again and again. Go back to the well that He's talking about in John chapter four or in Isaiah fifty-five. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And he goes on. And again, we have a tendency to relegate these verses to this initial salvation. And they are applicable there but they are applicable throughout our Christian lives. Just like I asked about the bread. Just because we had a drink of water yesterday doesn't mean we don't need another one today. And we're going to need another one tomorrow. Jesus is the never-ending source of water. He is the never-ending source of bread. And salvation comes from and through Him. Now, as we conclude our message, Let us as God's children labor for the food which endures everlasting life. Not in the sense that we earn salvation. We we know we don't. But that we show our love and appreciation for the salvation that Jesus freely gives us. And when we speak of the Word of God, of believing in Him whom He sent, let us realize that that begins at the day of salvation, but it grows from there. We need to strive to believe in Jesus for all of life, to meet all of our needs in this world as well as in the next. He is the bread of God, the, breath of, the bread of life, the substance we need in every sense of the word to live satisfied lives in His presence. This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He sent. Let's pray. Lord, thank You for this passage of Scripture. Thank You for the beautiful truth that it contains. Thank You for being our bread of life and the source of water so that we never thirst again. Thank You for feeding us initially when You brought us into Your kingdom. You removed us from the kingdom of darkness and placed us in the Son of the kingdom of Your love, Your Son. And we thank You for meeting our needs not only then, but throughout life. For You are our God. You are our Lord, our Savior, the Redeemer of our souls. And we love You. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Pastor Pat, for another wonderful message from God's Word. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to Pastor Pat's message. If this has been a blessing to you, please like and follow this podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to support this ministry and the other ministry opportunities at Faith Community Fellowship, please visit our website, faith-cf.org support. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Community of Faith.